The difference between other countries and ours is that our documents don't give us any rights. Our document simply tells government when they're infringing on them. Are you freaking kidding me? Oye chico, get kidding me, get kidding me. As Americans, we need to stop being so dependent in government. Government is not the solution. Government is actually the problem. Enough is enough. It's time to put America first. Welcome everyone. Bienvenidos to another podcast for the Hispanics Lead Right, presented by the Republican National Hispanic Assembly of Florida. Welcome to the show, everybody. A super exciting show today. We have DJ Parin from Florida Gun Rights, who's going to be talking to us a little bit about uh, Florida Gun Rights, the organization, a little bit of what they do and uh, what they've been doing. Um, personally, I we had the opportunity to partner up with uh, DJ and Florida Gun Rights and help them deliver uh, roughly about 60,000 plus petitions to stop some of these gun control measures that Unfortunately, some uh, Republicans have been trying to push down the Florida legislator. Uh, we also have the um, Glenn Parada from Parada Mortgage that's going to be on our show today. Uh, he is actually one of our sponsors. Uh, you'll hear some of his commercials on some of our other podcasts, including this one. But we have him. He's going to be talking about some of the loans that they do for veterans, uh, a little bit about the do's and don'ts, when getting a mortgage and applying for one. And then, folks, you know, we bring you a ride, a wide variety of things on, on our podcast. We don't always want to talk about politics. It's very important that we do. That's why we, we, we bring on people running for office, legislators, what have you. But we also want to give you a range of things, things that maybe you don't know about. For example, uh, further down in a couple of podcasts, we're going to be bringing on our show somebody that talks about uh, human trafficking and the importance of fighting uh, organizations that promote human trafficking. We're going to be uh, hopefully bringing somebody on board that talks about hemp and how maybe we can use hemp to clean our waters. Um, but, you know, the reason I'm, I'm, I'm talking about this right now is because if there's something that you want to hear on our show, something that you would like for us to talk about, please do not hesitate on messaging us. Do not hesitate on commenting on uh, uh, on any of the pages where we post our podcast. We're here to listen. And uh, we'd love to listen from a little bit more from our uh, listeners. And, um, you know, we're very appreciative of you guys. We thank you. So stay tuned for a message from one of our sponsors. And right after that, we'll, we'll be right on with uh, DJ Parton from Florida Gun Rights. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Parada Mortgage, 800-731-3024. We believe that there is a mortgage program for everyone. And so we finance and guide our clients. As a veteran-owned business, we give back to our veterans. Let us finance you and make your American dream come true. Apply online at paradamortgage.us.
Welcome, everybody, and thank you. Uh, today we have DJ Parton with Florida Gun Rights. DJ, how are you today, buddy? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm doing good, DJ. I'm doing good. How are you holding up with uh, this uh, very, very, very dangerous pandemic? <laughs> uh, doing all right. I'm hanging out with family, and uh, we actually went to, to stay with some family elsewhere. Um, so it's been, been kind of nice. We haven't been, my wife and I haven't been completely secluded. Awesome. And, uh, folks, for those of you listening, you know, um, I'm trying to more, more than anything, make a little bit of light out of this. Um, you know, in my personal opinion, I think it's a little bit, it's being blown a little bit out of proportion. Um, not saying that we don't have to, you know, make sure we wash our hands and make sure we're responsible with what we're doing, but. Uh, to the point where we're kind of closing down uh, the economy and, and putting pastors in prison, as such happened in Tampa Bay the other day. Uh, I think it's it's pushing it to an extreme that we really shouldn't be pushing it. But we have DJ on the line, and we're here to talk about uh, gun rights. And uh, DJ, can you talk to us a little bit about um, Florida gun rights and kind of what you do in that organization? Sure. Uh, I am the executive director of Florida Gun Rights, and I help uh, kind of manage where we're um, where our messaging is going and, and what we're, we're doing. Um, we are the most effective Second Amendment ad- advocacy organization in the state of Florida. Um, we are a state affiliate of the National Association for Gun Rights, which I would argue is the most effective national gun rights group in the entire United States. Um, and we uh, actively fight gun control, whether Republican sponsored or Democrat sponsored. Uh, here in Florida, it seems to be more Republican sponsored uh, that that uh, we have to deal with. Um, and then we also advocate for strong pro Second Amendment policies like constitutional carry, where you shouldn't have to ask for government permission in order to exercise your Second Amendment rights. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Can you tell us a little history about Florida Gun Rights, how it started, and uh, uh, where people can find you? Uh, what what things have you done in the past? Uh, well, uh, more more recently, we have we stopped uh, Senate President Bill Galvano's uh, recent gun control push, Senate Bill seventy twenty eight, which would have uh, expanded the state's red flag gun confiscation law, um, which was championed by Bill Galvano uh, back in twenty eighteen. And uh, we also, uh, that bill also would have implemented uh, what some people like to call universal background checks, which is another way of saying uh, universal gun registration. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's actually uh, some big problems going on in some of the northeastern states right now with universal background checks because there is no way to purchase a firearm outside of a federal firearms licensee. And now that they're shutting down gun stores, um, the, the, nobody in the state can legally purchase a firearm because you have to go to an actual gun store to purchase one. Um, so it, it's there, there are plenty of problems with it. We're just seeing an, a, yet again a new problem uh, with the idea of universal background checks. Universal background checks. Um, and they don't actually work to stop crime. So it was a good thing that uh, our members came together and uh, beat that bill. We sent uh, over 250,000 emails across the state of Florida to mobilize our members, um, delivered nearly 60,000 petitions to the legislature um, and to uh, 
Governor DeSantis uh, urging them to oppose this gun control. Um, and uh, I appreciate your help with that uh, as well. Um, I know you guys. No problem. Uh, you guys helped us out with the petition delivery, and I, I think you guys uh, uh, made plenty of phone calls and uh, contacted your lawmakers to, to fight back as well. And that's that's the only way we can really be successful at this is if we grow um, grow our grassroots membership and uh, mobilize them when when it's time to act. No, one hundred percent. And you know, DJ, to to bring up to your point. You know, um, every time I see, especially when I see Republicans do this, because I, I think it's so shady. Um, we have, we're supposed to have a set of core values and principles. And, you know, I'm all for compromise. But why compromise on, on principles that you're not even allowed to compromise? Because obviously, you know, our rights are, are enumerated and, you know, uh, the Constitution doesn't give us those rights. But it's there to tell government when they're infringing on them. And that's what seems to be happening lately. And to get to your point <clears throat> about what they're doing on closing these gun shops, you know, there there was a study I was looking at that there's been one of the biggest gun purchases, um, you know, uh, trending uh, has been in the last couple of weeks. It's when a lot of people have gone out, doesn't matter what party affiliation they've been, they've gone out, they bought guns, a record number of ammunitions have been sold. And yet, I have not heard of a single mass shooting that's happened anywhere around our country, which tells me that guns don't kill people. It's actually people that are killing people, which is has been our argument all this time. So, that being said, abortion clinics are still open. How, how, how is that possible? <laughs> yeah, the... Uh... I, I can't speak to uh, any issue other than, than gun rights uh, from an official SLGR perspective. Um, but uh, you're right. When, whenever, whenever Republicans start to compromise on uh, several issues, especially on the Second Amendment, um, that just means that our rights are getting eroded. There is no, no compromise in the Constitution. It's, it's black and white. The, sec- the, the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And when you compromise that, you start losing rights. Um, so there is no room for compromise on certain things. And uh, the Second Amendment is one of those. Um, gun rights is a huge advocate for constitutional carry. Um, we've worked with State Representative Anthony Sabatini uh, to introduce the first ever constitutional carry bill in the state of Florida. Um, before yes. this session, uh, Florida had never had a constitutional carry bill introduced, and we were the only southeastern state uh for that to be the case. Um, so we're very excited about that. Uh, unfortunately, the bill didn't go anywhere. Um, the, Jose Oliva and James Grant uh, in the in the State House decided that uh, our Second Amendment rights weren't that important. Um, so they didn't even hold a hearing on, on uh, yeah. constitutional carry. Just let it die without even a hearing. So uh, there's a long way to go, um, but we have made significant progress already. Well, and we also, I know uh, Representative Anthony Sabatini also introduced uh, campus carry, yeah. correct? Yep, he did. Um, it's important that uh, that we protect or that we allow people to defend themselves even when they get an education. Just because somebody chooses to go to college and get education doesn't mean they should lose their right to self-defense. In fact, if you look at uh, where these shootings happen, um, it's often gun-free zones. And so we, we should not be making... Uh, places of education solve targets for criminals.
DJ, we have a couple of people that are running for the state legislator who we've interviewed on our podcast. Now, um, I don't know your policy is on endorsing or not, and I'm not going to put you on a spot. But I, I do, I do want to ask you this: um, <clears throat> Do you guys actually look at candidates that are running um, to measure uh, how how they stand when it comes to things like the Second Amendment? Absolutely, um, we do an extensive candidate survey program. Every single person running for state house, state uh, senate will get a candidate survey from Florida Gun Rights, and uh, we will actually go out and talk to members in those districts. Um, via email, via mail, uh, we do everything we can to let our members know where their candidates stand on the Second Amendment. So we ask everybody to go on record supporting constitutional carry, supporting ending the uh, unconstitutional three-day waiting period to feel the background, or not the background checks, the, uh, the uh, gun control that passed in uh, 2018, including red flag gun confiscation. Um, we ask candidates to go on record uh on their stances on these issues and then we tell the, our, our members in their districts exactly what they said um we actually did that with uh representative sabatini um we went and met with him and uh we our our, our pack did end up endorsing him um florida again writes the 501c4 does not endorse but our pack did endorse him because they they saw that he was a, a good strong pro-gun candidate and he assigned our candidate survey and said that he would support constitutional carry and would oppose red flag. Um, so we, that's, that's an important part of what we do because we believe that if you don't tie what happens during the legislative session with the election season, uh, you're never going to change politicians' behavior. Right now you have, you have exactly. both Republicans and Democrats, um, tie gun things. And if you can't hold them accountable during election season, they're never going to care what you have to say during the legislative season. You know, and uh, <clears throat> to your point, every time I get somebody on our show that we actually interview, uh, if they're running for the Florida legislator, I've asked them point blank. And, and for those of you listening, uh, you guys know, and, and for those uh, new listeners, uh, please go back and check them out. I've asked them straight out. Would you be willing to go back? Because, you know, one of our founding fathers said that being a good legislator is not only about writing good law, but it's also about getting rid of the bad ones. Um, and I've asked them, would you be willing to go back? and rescind or reconstruct the Stoneman Douglas bill that literally took the rights away from 18, 19 and 20 year olds from purchasing certain uh, type of, uh, of, uh, of guns. And uh, they, they've, at least the ones that we've interviewed said, have said yes. And, and they, they've said they've been willing to, you know, sign some type of a Liberty pact, which, you know, which I think is important because Granted, you know, these these packs don't have uh, these liberty packs or, or commitments don't really have a legal binding uh, force to them, but it, it does hold them accountable when they sit up there in that legislature and they start writing law that's anti-gun, anti-Second Amendment, anti-Constitution, in my opinion. You know, you can hold them accountable and say, hey, you signed this. Guess what's going to happen in the next election season? You can show those same people that voted for them. Hey. He signed this, yet he also signed this uh, law saying that, you know, he was going to do something that's either red flag or anti-gun or whatever the case is. <clears throat> My question, DJ, is if you can get a prison, which is 100%, you know, a place where you're supposed to be gun-free except for the guards, there's people there still creating shanks, knives, 
I mean, we had a hostage situation the other day in Orange County uh, where they were trying to take over the prison system. What don't politicians understand that law, this is only hurting the law-abiding citizens. Criminals already disrespect the law. They break it. What makes them think that creating gun-free zones is somehow going to make a criminal say, hey, you know what? I'm not going to go into that county because it's a gun-free zone and I should literally not break the law by bringing in a gun and, you know, robbing people blind or shooting someone. Well, honestly, I don't think the politicians actually believe that. Um, these They don't get elected because they're uh, dumb. They, they understand uh, reality and, and understand that criminals will commit crimes. I, I think the, the real issue is that uh, they do what they see as politically expedient, uh, which gets back to my point uh, to where we need to tie their voting season um, to the election season, because the best time to lobby a politician is when they're begging for your vote, um, when they are they're most susceptible to grassroots pressure during the election time. So when when uh, primaries get closer um, Florida gun rights will absolutely be talking to our members in uh, key districts and letting them know that their politician voted for gun control or uh, refuses to go on record by returning our survey. Because, I, like I said, I don't think they are dumb. Um, I, they really do understand the, the consequences of gun control, but they're going to do what's politically expedient because that's what gets them reelected. And you know, <clears throat> that's actually very sad. Um, you know, DJ, I, I've seen you in action. Um, I, I, I follow, uh, I get all your emails. Uh, where where can people go, uh, especially if they're members of the RNHA of Florida? Where can people go to sign up to become a member of Florida Gun Rights? Uh, is there a website, a phone number, an email? Um, yeah, so floridagunrights.org uh, is the quickest way to get a hold of us. Um, I believe we have a special landing page set up for RNHA, um, but I don't have that link with me. Um, okay. I'll post um, and uh, we have a, a special discounted rate for RNHA members. Um, we also have a Facebook page. If you just search for the gun rights, keep an eye out there. I know that there is a, a shortage of ammunition right now because people are uh, rushing to equip themselves to be able to better defend themselves during these uncertain times. Well, uh, we are giving away some ammunition um, and you can see some of that, uh, some of the opportunities to win on our Facebook page. Um, so just search Florida Gun Rights on Facebook. That's uh, pretty exciting. Um, so there, there are several ways to get a hold of us, but FloridaGunRights.org and searching Florida Gun Rights on our Facebook page are probably the two best ways. And then uh, the link that uh, you're going to post um, with the discounted membership rate for RNHA members. Yeah. <clears throat> and then on your website, if people want to subscribe to your, your emails, they can do their, they can Absolutely. do the same there as well. Right. Folks <clears throat> via that email, if you guys subscribe to it, um, and some of you might be saying, well, you're a different organization. Why are you pushing Florida gun rights? Why are we pushing Florida gun rights is because, um, as a state chairman myself, I believe in what they're doing. And a lot of people <clears throat> who have joined our organization, <clears throat> they're surprised by some of the things that we that we do. I mean, we sit down, we teach the Constitution. Um, last our Latin our last convention, uh, we had Chris Ann Hall and Armando Scalante come in, talk to us about uh, the Constitution, and talk to us about the Convention of States. 
this this year we're bringing both of them back again for this year's convention and we believe in gun rights i mean folks the second amendment is there to obviously protect every single other amendment there is <clears throat> like for those of you who like to tout the freedom of speech well if you don't have the freedom to bear arms let's see how far that will get you look at venezuela look at cuba look at china it is very important to be a country that has strong second amendment values and that our rights are not infringed upon uh dj thank you for connecting with us uh it's been it's been a great conversation i'll make sure to post the links to your website and the link to um uh your facebook page as well on this podcast do you have any final words or anything else you'd like to say I, i really appreciate you giving me a chance to to speak to your folks and uh, I, i hope that you guys are willing to join us in holding politicians accountable as we go into the election season and then fighting to restore the second amendment in florida as we move into the 2021 legislative absolutely dj thank you for being a part of this podcast thank you Thank you. For those of you that are listening, please stay tuned for a message from one of our sponsors. Welcome back, everybody. We have Glenn Parada with Parada Mortgages with us. And uh, Glenn, how are you today, sir? I'm doing fantastic, Santiago. Thank you so much for having me on the show. No, of course, man. Of course, the pleasure is all ours. Uh, Glenn Parada is one of our sponsors. Uh, you probably heard one of his uh, uh, commercials on uh, whether it's this episode or uh, one of the other ones. Uh, he is with Parada Mortgage. Glenn, can you tell us a little bit about how your uh, Parada Mortgage got started, uh, some of its history? Absolutely. Uh, I got introduced through mortgages through my brother. He's uh, about eight years older than me, and. When I got out of the military, he introduced me to the industry. And during that time, it was a sub, subprime time, different programs. And, and as you know, that everything that was going on during that time kind of crashed in 2008. And so we kind of developed, the industry developed from what we were doing then to what we're doing now. To uh, now being a little bit more conventional, more traditional finance. And although there are some alternative non-QM Uh, programs out there, but pretty much Parada Mortgage came out of uh, working with other companies, building other companies, structuring, and I did it with so many other mortgage companies that I figured, why not just do it for myself? So, um, I am a veteran. Yeah. I was, I was... Go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm a veteran. I served in the United States Army, and uh, the majority of the office, about 99% of them are all military. We have National Guard. We have a uh, Army, Reserves, Active Army, and we're veteran-owned and operated mortgage company. Awesome, and, I, and that's what I was going to ask you. Um, that I know you guys are veteran-owned, and uh, you know, on behalf of Hispanics Lead Right and RNHL Florida, we want to thank you for your service, as well as uh, your employees that work there with you at Parada Mortgage. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. So, Glenn, tell us a little bit about yourself specifically now. Um, you know, we, we know that you own Prada Mortgage. What experience do you have in this mortgage uh, industry? Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure, absolutely. Um, I've trained. I'm, I'm big on education, right, on training. So when I, when I got in the business, I used to ask my brother, how do you do this? How do you do that? And he used to tell me, I don't know. But he knew. He just wanted me to figure it out. 
So I learned it. I learned it so good that in six months I got a higher position in the company than he did. And that's how I began to run a process, uh, processing center. And through the process center, I learned the programs. I learned uh, why this, why that. And, and when, when you get really in the grind of, of the, the guidelines of, of the mortgage programs, then it goes to the old cliche that knowledge is power, right? In this case, knowledge yeah. was income. <laughs> you know? So <laughs> it's it, it, about myself with, with clients and, and, you know, loan officers that we train. It's just educating them on the programs, what's going on now. And just giving them more a more realistic outlook of where the market's at. I've been in it over 15 years and uh, survived the subprime. I should have a T-shirt that says I survived subprime, right? Survived the crash. <laughs> yeah. We're still here. We're still going strong. And real key is, is just education. And that's why I, one of the my favorite taglines of the company is that we don't say no, we say how. And that how is how can you obtain American dream. Glenn, and, and, and going into that and that being said, give us a little bit of the do's and don'ts of, of, of lending or of mortgages, what people should be doing and what they should not be doing. Well, let's start with what they shouldn't, right? What they should have, they should definitely not deposit large sums of cash in their bank accounts. That's the big no. Uh, no, no. Since the Patriot Act of 2001 and anti-money laundering laws, Every, everything has to be sourced that's deposited in your bank statement, right? They just want to make sure that it's not involved in any illegal activity, right? That there's even a disclosure in, in that packet when people buy homes. Uh, don't change jobs. You know, don't use your credit cards. Don't max out your credit cards. Don't apply for new credit. And it, when you apply for new credit or, or when you have your credit report checked, it goes back to, the, our army background because we're based off army values and one of the most important values in that is loyalty right so I'm very loyal to the clients I'm very loyal to, to the people I work with my business partners so you know it, it's not good practice to, to keep getting your credit checked other places um, I'm, I'm a big believer on being able to offer what's, what's best and suitable for the client right and then things that you should do is definitely contact us you know, if, you have, they, if the borrower has any questions, any concerns, you know, it, we should be the, the go-to persons that they can call, you know. And if there's any where, changes, where can they do any, that? Oh, they can definitely uh, call us. They can call us at 1-800-731-3024. Uh, that's the main number they can call. We, we speak uh, Spanish, hablamos español, so they can, they can choose either English or Spanish, and they get good service there. They can call directly. Uh, to me on the business cell phone number of 347-899-1865. It's text-friendly as well. And um, they, if I don't answer, they can press zero or go straight to customer service. But rest assured that they'll always get a phone call back from me, right? Well, it but seems if, like you guys are very tech-savvy tech savvy as well. Um, mm-hmm. I was looking a little bit at some of your things, and I see that you guys even use uh, things like WhatsApp. Yeah, there's so many communities that use different type of applications, and WhatsApp is is one of them that, for example, a lot of the, a lot of the Hispanic community uses as well. You know, so we, we try to use the different platforms that different communities, different type of audiences use to make sure that the, we're always in communication. Okay. Is there a website that uh, people can go and visit you on that, you know, maybe they want more information on? Oh, absolutely. Uh, for veterans, they can visit 
www.pm6.us. That's the veteran website. It has information about who we are in the background of the other soldiers uh, that are in the squad, we like to say, right? The, the other loan officers. Okay. Uh, for the Spanish website, we got www.latino.casa. And everything there is in Spanish. The programs, item programs, information. It's all in, in, in nuestro lenguaje, right? In, in Spanish. Okay. And then the, we have our, our main page is www.paradamortgage.us. And that also has access to go to all the other websites that I mentioned before. But everything there is it, pretty much who we are, what we stand, and also our mission statement. Uh, so, And then you can chat. You can chat through that too as well. Now, I was going through some of your, uh, I guess, your uh, marketing stuff, and uh, I noticed you have something pretty pretty cool. It's like a little Monopoly board piece on the mortgage process. Absolutely. I I love Monopoly, and I think that a lot of people <laughs> are get familiarized with Monopoly as well. So, you know, I, I put that together so they can see something from start to finish, and they can see that. Uh, what step one would be and for example in step one would be to get pre-qualified right you can be get pre-qualified is, is one of the most important pieces of, of your home buying process because the realtor won't even show you a house without knowing how much you qualify for right okay. that means you, you've been you know that we've taken an application you send over some docs you know you want to be qualified for getting pre-approved you know, you've done the due diligence to know this is what I qualify for. Then we can give you a pre-qualification letter, and that's your purchase power. You can submit an offer with that. So that's one of the steps from processing to loan application to actually finding a home, which is the fun part. The realtors have all the fun, taking the families to go see the homes and everything. And then they go right back to, uh, to us, right? And we pretty much just take it home from there. So, yes, we have so the whole process guys- together like a board. Yeah, and I noticed that, and I thought it was pretty cool. I noticed also you guys have offices in New Jersey. You have uh, two offices in Florida, one in Palm Beach and another in Miami, correct? Yes, that's correct. So uh, we focus a lot in those two areas. Okay, and people can call that 800 number you mentioned before, and they can be connected to either three of the locations. Yes. Okay. So we service service all that, you know. One of the most important things that the clients that they, they, they can do is always refer us to friends and family, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Uh, <clears throat> Glenn, uh, you, so you guys, I, I noticed as well that you guys do concentrate a lot on veteran mortgages. What can you tell our, yeah. ve- our veterans out there that are looking for a mortgage and are having a hard time that think that they need a down payment for a house? Talk to them a little bit about, um, you know, about the mortgages that you guys do for veterans. Sure. Well, VA loans are 100% financed. There's no down payment requirement uh, when you use it the first time. So there is um, a lot of other benefits. There's 4% seller concession that they close across lenders and title companies and all other business partners involved in the transaction. They lower their fees for, for veterans. Is an actual requirement, wow. right? Now, a lot of people think that um, there's a certain debt-to-income ratio, which is a, a math formula that we calculate all your debt and how much the mortgage is going to be estimated. Those two things can't be more than 41% of your income per guidelines. But for v, the, the VA loan, it could be up to 71, it could be 80 because they look at more residual income. 
So okay. there's different ways that, that, that they can get qualified with. It's really just applying and seeing, you know, what they, you know, what, what options they have. But uh, usually the, the, they need a DD-214, which is a discharge paper, their certificate of eligibility, which we can get for them because sometimes it's very difficult to communicate with the VA department. But us being a lender, we can we can we have access with them and we get that faster than they can. So, you know, we're here to help them out and, and educate them on the guidelines, the different programs there are for, for veterans and the benefits behind it. Is there an amount of time that they needed to serve in the military in order to qualify for some of these loans? If they're National Guardsmen, it's six years. And if they served active duty, whether reserves or any other any other uh, factor of, of the military, right. if they serve more than 180 days of active duty, uh, they will qualify. Okay. Do you have any final thoughts, Glenn, uh, before we let you go? Well, one is I'm so thankful, Santiago, for you bringing me on, on the show. And I urge people who are listening to subscribe, to donate, because it shows like this that really puts the platform out for the people to get to learn and, and get educated on what's really going on. Because there's so much misinformation out there. Thank you again for having me on. No, thank you, Mr. Prada. We appreciate you being a sponsor, and we appreciate uh, you being on the segment of the show and uh, giving us more information about Prada Mortgage and how you guys help our veterans, which, you know, to us, it means, it means a lot. They, they deserve everything. I mean, they've sacrificed so much, so thank you. Uh, to those of you out there listening, we thank you for being on today's uh, uh, podcast, and we welcome you to continue listening, and we hope you have a blessed day.